0: Hi, I'm Graham Lasseau and you're listening to Eat Sleep Chelsea Repeat with Chris, Craig and Brady. Welcome to the Eat Sleep Chelsea Repeat preview pod. Today we're previewing our away game with Burnley tomorrow in the Premier League. I'm Craig and it's just Brady here today with me. Can we make it two league wins in a row for the first time since March?
1: Well, maybe, but can you, uh, I'm fairly confident, but can you tell me what those games were? The games
0: in March were...
1: Resley Fofana scored in the first game and then we won, we scored three goals in the second game. One of the teams, but wow, both teams got relegated. Leeds. Yeah. Remember, He's Fafana won. scored 1-0. That was a Saturday. And then we played Dortmund on the Tuesday and Wednesday. And then we played another team afterwards, I believe. I think that's right.
0: I know we drew the Everton game.
1: Cover scored like time. a bicycle kick. Well, sort of scissor kick.
0: Oh, it's an away game, isn't it? We yeah. beat Leicester away.
1: Yeah, that was the uh, fake Madrid goal where he did the dropper celebration, but it was offside, <laughs> I <guessing. laughs> uh oh. Yeah, that was the last time. So that was, well obviously there's a summer break but that was seven months ago so yeah be a a long time coming
0: absolutely well Chelsea are 1.72 which gives us an implied win probability of 58.1% tomorrow so good chance of winning as always let's start with injuries and availability Posh has just done his presser Caicedo and Mudrik both trained that was that was said in the presser how are we feeling about that that was obviously an, an important part of the of the team selection
1: yeah, I mean, he said that like they'll be assessed if they start um, from the, the bench or they actually start the game. I think Casado would definitely start. He's got a lot of options, obviously, up front. We're talking about in the team selection. But happy that Mudrik, um, after his goal, would have been classic for us, that a player would have got immediately injured after really getting that breakthrough watershed moment in his career by scoring on Monday night. So, yeah, very happy they're both training. The Casado the one looked bad on first view. so for, for him to be fit is, uh, is great stuff.
0: Yeah, absolutely fantastic. I thought he was really, really good on Monday night against Fulham. Some more info that came out was that Rhys James maybe would have been in contention to at least be on the bench on Saturday if he hadn't been suspended for his outburst to the referee after the Aston Villa game. Um, So that's exciting to know that we've got that international break coming up and then Rhys may be available to at least feature in the Arsenal game post the international break.
1: Yeah, I mean, we've got a certain Arsenal visit in the bridge. Mr Havertz is coming back. See if there's any more make-or-wish penalties. Hopefully not, because that means we we'll get a penalty. But yeah, I mean, it's a shame. I mean, Potts said himself, it was a shame that uh, uh, Reese was banned for this game. I'm not sure what Reese did. I mean, uh, must have re- to get a ba- a, get banned rather than a fine for that sort of infringement Is uh, must have been pretty heavy, what he did. But yeah, I mean, it's good that he's not going away with England. He can just train. Often these players are trained with and They really get into the manager's eyes, and they kind of... Um, they get into the manager's thoughts, so yeah, I think James will likely be starting at right back. I think against Arsenal, I think he'll chuck him straight in. Personally, exciting so,
0: yeah, stuff. Exciting stuff.
1: Yeah, it's exciting stuff. Yeah. So, um, yeah, to have obviously to have. I mean, you half forget he's the captain as well a little bit. I mean, he's the captain because he's been so long. He only has seventy minutes, so to have the captain back in a game like that, which we really need to be fiery and maybe um, ruffle up Arsenal a little bit and unsettle them, it'd be good to have James on the pitch, on the pitch.
0: Yeah, well, we'll see how Arsenal get on. They've obviously got Manchester City on Sunday, yeah. then an international break. There, a poor result against Lance. I think uh, we'll see what Saka's injury is looking like as well. They might be a team that's. Uh, it's a good time to play them, but yeah. let's uh, let's focus on Burnley for now. Uh, Benoit Badiashile. Trevor Chalaba back in partial team training apparently and then also Carney Chukwameka could be close to playing as well so that's good news on those three um, we'll talk about the longer term injuries as well players still out for a long period of time Ben Chilwell, Bettinelli, Wesley Fofana, and Nkunku obviously um, one that he did mention was Lavia um, because he got asked about Lavia maybe returning after the international break or we'll see and he, he's not even running yet so that was really bad news on him.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think was, when he was asked by that question, it was towards the latter end of the, uh, the press, uh, he was surprised he was asked. He was like, no, he's nowhere near. Sounds <laughs> like to me, um, maybe a November, December job, uh, maybe even not that not that far away from when Kunku comes back yet. Yeah, so I don't think we'll be seeing Lavia any time before uh, in, in the autumn anyway. I think it might be more winter. So uh, yeah, tough. I mean, he's, he almost uh, he almost a little bit forget about Lavia because you know he's been this amazing uh, this amazing uh, deal that we have got done. But he just hasn't played a minute for us. And um, yeah, saw him in a team photo smiling yesterday. But it'd be good for him to see him on the pitch soon.
0: Yeah, that was fantastic. That team photo shot. It's amazing how many players have changed. That was a twelve-month yeah. team photo from the previous year with with Graham Potter and everyone smiling, and looking happy. And yeah, twelve months later, we've we've changed basically eighty percent of the squad. It looks like.
1: Yeah, it really hits home when you've had like so many crosses through the players' faces who have left. I mean, there's multiple. I think mean, fifteen. So yeah, it's just a complete overhaul, and it really, the images. Sometimes images speak better than words, right? And when you see the image of the complete new squad, it really hits home that uh, yeah, we've got a whole new team basically.
0: Absolutely. Well, let's talk Burnley. They're sitting 18th in the Premier League after seven games. Um, what what are we saying about Burnley?
1: Yeah, I mean, I've got to have a look at the XG table and understat. Um, they're about where they should be. Um, they've, they've had a tough run of games. They've played Newcastle, Manchester United. Um, they also played Man City. Uh, I think Harlem scored straight away in their Friday night game. Uh, so they've had a tough run of fixtures, but they've they've picked up um, four points and XG says that they maybe should have picked up five. And uh, they've conceded 16 goals and from an, XG point, an XC point of view, they should have conceded about 14. So really, they're about where they should be. The big thing for Burnley is they got a monumental win. I mean, a real six-pointer at this point at Luton um, uh, just four days ago. Um, And hopefully they'll still be a little bit like emotionally fried from that. I mean, we have in this game a little bit like, it's almost a little bit like Burnley played in Europe because we played the Monday night, but obviously very local to us at Fulham. And they had to travel all the way down to to Luton and then on a Tuesday night. So we do have a bit of a sort of um, physical turnaround um, advantage in this game. But yeah, they've got some dangerous players. I mean, Obviously, don't know tons about uh, Burnley, but I mean, Lyle Foster, he was actually uh, suspended recently for getting sent off against Forest. But he's got three goals, one assist already. He's got a goal or assist per every 100 minutes. And they've got some dangerous um, wingers in Adoni and uh, Kalyosho. Kalyosho especially has, um, I'm not butchering his name, but I mean, he's from the US, but he's been looked very, very, very impressive. And I think he'll play where on Levi Caldwell's side. So Levi, Levi Cole for, Cole will have a bit of a job because he's very, very lively player, and he could probably give. They might actually put him on Marco Correa right back. So I um, we'll have to wait and see. They're, dang, they're dangerous up top. I mean, yeah, they've, they've got some Premier League experience, but um, yeah, I think they'll still be buzzing for that win. And to be honest, they've got some, they've got some easier fixes the other side of the international break. So not necessarily that this is the case, but they might be seeing this as a little bit of a shot to nothing, a little bit because they do have some more six pointery. Playing teams that are around who are going to be around them in the league a bit more after the international break.
0: Yeah, Burnley, one of those teams that that have come into the Premier League with a with an identity and a style of play, and they're not really willing to budge that. No. We've seen teams um, come up in the past, like Forest, I think, with a with a bit of a similar thing, identity and style of play, and then have to really change that halfway through the season and battle to stay in the Premier League. So it'll be interesting to see whether Vincent Company sticks with his guns and and sort of. Develops as a manager and as a team together, and even if that means going into the championship again and yep. coming back up, we'll, we'll see whether he changes that or whether they, they change it up and whether they they go a little bit more pragmatic um in the near future.
1: Well, they went toe for toe with Tottenham and they got beat 5 2. But I think since then he's been a little bit more suave and um, less naive, and I think he's been trying to be a bit more defensively sound. And they did lose 2 0 to Newcastle, but um in the Man United game, uh, they, they actually lost 1 0 at home, but they were way more defensively sound then. So I think they've I think they learned the lesson a little bit when Son scored a hat-trick for anyone who earned him an FPL in our league. But um, yeah, yeah, I think maybe be, it would have been nice if he was still a little bit naive when we came to town and he played a high line. But I think he might be, especially with our players, I think he will be um, foolish to play um, you know, a very high line with the types of Mudrick and Sterling and Jackson running in behind. But we'll see. Sometimes managers stick to their guns, so we'll have to wait and see.
0: Maybe a little early preview to your uh, predicted team there, but let's talk Chelsea team selection. Uh, Kukare at right back Posh was asked about it anything can happen and he's helping the team a lot A lot. Um, yeah I
1: mean he's, he's using a lot of positive language he's, he's, he's very good uh, he's almost like a little bit like a salesman or some sort of uh, motivated Posh he's very good at uh, talking players up you can tell he's a very good man manager and you can tell he did a bit of a word I think he said about Kukure recently that you know although he was on the transfer list or, or whatever you want to say he was kind of getting forced out of the club he was never in my bad books he was never iced by me sort of thing he didn't say that like that but He's he's given the players a chance and look Kukurea is not going to be a right back anytime soon unless you know we get a double injury again but he, he's definitely you said he, in um special mentions last week our new section he said, <laughs> you said you said he was doing pretty well and he has done pretty well he's surprising i mean it was a bit you kind of watch him between your eyes when the, he was selected against brighton so yeah he's doing he's doing pretty well and i think he'll continue to um at right back do you think that or
0: yeah yeah he's absolutely on it at the moment i think i think he's he's really really motivated to perform and you can see that in his performance against brighton um when he first played at right back but he gave everything against fulham as well and sort of what his strengths are which is is getting on people um pressing people when when wingers get the ball with their backs to to our goal he's he's on them um and that was a real strong point of his at brighton um and yeah we hadn't really seen that used as well since he's been at the club but yeah even at right back i think we've seen some of his qualities and not sort of the emphasize the more weak areas of his game because he's not a complete player you know he's not a perfect uh perfect fullback or a perfect left center back you know he's obviously got his height issues as well so there's a lot of weaknesses but i think the the strong points of his game are really good so yeah looking forward to seeing him again play right back i think he think he will and the other contentious issue for us that will be debated, I'm sure, up until kickoff or until the teams are, are leaked 90 minutes before kickoff. is Amano Broja or Nick Jackson up top. What, what do we think?
1: I mean, it's a little bit like a fight week in Vegas. Who are you picking, basically? It's kind of like, which ones are you going to pick? I, I think, personally, uh, this isn't a straight-out comp podcast recently, and Liam Tooney and Simon Johnson do great work on the Athletic for Chelsea. Um, they said that, you know, they're hearing uh, sounds from the club that it's going to be Jackson um which i think to be honest if you go head over heart makes sense i mean amando looked like he was about to pass out <laughs> um at the end of the uh 60, 65 minute stint i think you've got to be really careful of him and let's let's not forget jackson was uh, he's going to be coming off a high as well i mean he kind of it was a real kind of um hopefully watershed or turnaround moment for him uh when he even when he scored against brighton and got the winner so I think it would be Nick Jackson. I mean, maybe I would prefer Brozier if he was fully fit, but Armando is not going to be fully fit yet. Um, I mean, he, I know he plays 65, but I think that was really... a They were forced to do that, I think, a little bit. And maybe it was a bit of a calculated risk and it kind of worked out because he hasn't been injured. But I would go Jackson, personally, just because of the... You don't want to re-injure Armando anytime soon. That will be what i go for.
0: Definitely. I think... We will see if there was a fair fight in terms of both players being peak yeah. physical condition, I think it would be an interesting one between these two. Um but yeah. given the the situation with Broya, the fact that he had to come off with what looked like I guess cramp or just fatigue, um, and Jackson having a full week
1: off and looking pretty good against Bryson, I think it's yeah. a
0: bit of a no brainer to be honest, um, this week. I think yeah. it's gotta
1: be Nick Jackson to start. It's only a four and a half day turnaround as well for Brojy. I mean, he, he won't have a full week turnaround. And the thing with Armando is he can really come on. And remember, the games are kind of a hundred and ten minutes now with added time, obviously, pretty much. And that uh, well, a hundred and five at least. So um, he can really, if you bring him on, you know, after an hour or seventy minutes, you can get a good half an hour. And if it's nil-nil, he can really affect the game with his um, with his pace and a, a tiring in Burnley defense are not going to be very happy about uh, Armando broya kind of uh, going at them with with force and determination. And he, you know. Nick Jackson hasn't really got any aerial threat, so maybe there's corners at the end of the game, free kicks, set pieces that we can put onto Brogius' head that can be a really good tool for the last half an hour of the game. So I think it works generally quite well, not just for the injuries, just for the kind of game state of, uh, well, depending on how the game state is. All
0: right, let's move on to team selection. Um, I'm going to give you my team and then we will discuss any differences that potentially we have. I actually think the nice part about our team, and I, I sort of alluded to this in our WhatsApp group today, is that it's starting to pick itself a little bit, our team, yeah, which, is, bit, which is really nice as we sort yeah. of come in, becoming more comfortable with the with the formation. So I'm mm-hmm. going Sanchez in goal, Kukurea Correct. right back, De <laughs> and Silva at centre-back, Levi Colwell left-back. Yeah. We're going a midfield three of Caicedo, Enzo and Conor Gallagher. Yeah and up top this is my this is a little bit controversial and this it fuels my potential image of not liking Marcelo Madric but i th- i'm going palmer jackson sterling as the as the front three um i don't see any way that sterling gets dropped based on madric's performance i do think obviously the goals really good for him um but i think that he'll start sterling assuming that he's fully recovered from this uh, virus that he had but he he might just go the same team because they played really well against uh, Fulham what what do you think
1: it's a really interesting one you know the um the sto the the beautiful stone in Potcher shoe, you could say I'm not I haven't really got a better way to say it is Cole Palmer because if Cole Palmer wasn't playing so well you just put Sterling on the right and put Mitchell on the left right but Cole Palmer and Gallagher they were they were doing some fantastic link up that they were brothers it was almost like a you know, um, Connor, Connor, Connor Palmer—they're basically linking up like brothers. are telepathic, and I, I don't think you can drop Cole Palmer at the moment. I mean, he's just I
0: think he's—he was fantastic against Fulham. Yeah, I don't think
1: he's—I mean, it's tough to say. this about a 21-year-old he who's—he's obviously a bit of a bit-part player and a lot of talent uh, from City, but I don't think you can drop him. So it's kind of like how I would like it to be, to be honest. Um, a little bit old school, like Hudson Odoi, when he went and Pulisic back in the day in our last selection of players. I think Mudrik and Sterling are going to have to fist fight for that left wing, and I think that's good. And um, I've I've actually taken Sterling out of my uh, FPL team, so I probably uh, want Mudrik to start, but I think he will go with Mudrik. I think I think he's he loves this en- universal energy, uh, that sort of thing. I think it's harsh on Sterling to get dropped, but I think. I think he will start Madrid just because of the momentum, um, but we will have to wait and see. But um, yeah, uh, I definitely wouldn't blame him for starting Madrid. I think I do think it's a toss-up
0: between the, those two. I personally would start Sterling. I think he's a little bit more intelligent with runs in behind, especially if Burnley are going to play um, a higher also, line. Sterling
1: has like an unbelievable record against promoted teams for scoring. I haven't got it to hand, but it's like crazy. And he actually scored again. He scored two. He's he scored two goals last year against Forest, and he scored two goals this year against Luton. He's got unbelievable. I, don't, I can't remember the stat. Probably should have pulled it up, but. Yeah, that might play into Poch's mind as well. So, um, yeah, I mean, it'd be harsh on Raheem to get, because he actually has been our former attacker this season. But things have changed. The landscape of the team has changed a little bit. Um, he, he's not really assuring, And now we've got Cole Palmer on the right wing. It really does shake things up. So uh, we have to wait and see.
0: Yeah, interesting front three decision for Posh. Tomorrow, let's let's see what he does. Hopefully, he picks the uh, the right scenario. I mean,
1: you could actually like if they were playing well, like in a couple few weeks, it could be like Maduweke, bro you and Sterling. Do you know what I mean? Like depending on form, like we you never know. It's like we've got six six or seven attackers now. Obviously, with Christopher and Kunku back to come back in. Really good, really good headache, as they say. So, um, yeah,
0: we've, got, we've gone from having no players to too many players, yeah,
1: yeah. it is. A bit, I mean, isn't we talked pre season that maybe this was a, a, an issue under Tuchel that you know we had two players for every position, which you need to have, but um, the lack of Europe hurts us a little bit this year because obviously you can't play those players in Europe, so yeah, there's going to be a lot of players sitting on the bench and not being very happy for up until Christmas, I'd say.
0: Right, let's move to our predictions. Chelsea have beaten Burnley in seven of their last eight trips to Turf Moor, with the other match being a draw, so zero wins for Burnley. How how are you looking at this one?
1: Yeah, I've got a little quiz as well. How many uh, goals do you think we've scored in the last four visits to Turf Moor? Is it eight, 12 or 15? It's a
0: lot. I know we beat them 4-0 before. I think we beat them 4-0 as well another season. I'm going to go with 15.
1: It's 15. I mean, you've had, you've had goal scorers like Chips Barkley, Havertz, Pulisic got a perfect tactic there. Do you know if you remember that? Yeah. Um, his first goals for the club, Werner, Loftus-Cheek, but everyone scores there. So if, if, if that's anything to go by. Um, but yeah, I don't think it's going to be 4-0. I think it might be... I'm going to go 2-1 Chelsea. Team. Really,
0: I'm I'm a little bit more confident than you. I'm going to go three 0 Chelsea. Yeah, I think right, Burnley's actually a that. nice team to, to play Maybe against yet. for us.
1: Maybe um, I'm not that confident yet. Um, I just think you know we got the two goals on, on Monday and we couldn't quite get the third. And the the game. um, if games stay a little bit, we we just couldn't quite team, kill teams off. But um, yeah, I just think they might have seen a goal from a set piece. They have got quite dangerous attackers, so I think two one. Uh, that'd be my prediction.
0: Okay, then that's uh, both, both given us Chelsea wins, which is.
1: You which must is be brilliant. Chris for the week for 3 0. I very
0: rarely predict uh, big wins. Oh, we've got a mile
1: in. We've got a mile in. Chris, 6 0.
0: <laughs> we'll actually be together for the game tomorrow, so I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Uh, I'll be enjoying yeah, yeah, it if, yeah. it's, uh, if it's a big win. I'll quickly yeah. go through the FPL table before we leave. Romel Waite, still in first place. He actually extended his lead over <laughs> basically everyone last mm-hmm. week with a fantastic. 72 points. We'll give him credit for having
1: Martin Odegaard when basically no okay. one else did, along with obviously Ollie Watkins. He's got points on the bench again. He's got gay, he You've got points to spare. He has seven points on the <laughs> bench. And he kept, he kept Ollie Watkins as well. I took him out. Unbelievable. Kai Mason, Cy Mitchell, myself,
0: and Kuni Hassan make up the, uh, the rest of the, the top five. Jamie, Elwood not quite making it in this, this week. A poor week, those it, three points.
1: It was a good week for you, Craig. 62, you're back into the Champions League spots. Must be happy. Exactly, with that. yeah.
0: Well, it might have a surprise for you guys tomorrow with my team. It might be a few changes. Well, well Chelsea
1: are in, in the 11th in the league and I'm in 12th. So that's usually about <laughs> my FPL career right in the middle. And I'll well, tell you he... what, the big story is, I'm sorry, Nick Jackson, Christopher Corko, he's climbed out, he's, he's third bottom. He had a great week as well. Who did he have? Let's see what he had. had, um, Who did it for him? Oh, Odegaard. He had Odegaard and Trippier. That's what did it for him. But he's climbing out and he's actually... He he might be all right. He's a little bit like Burnley. They won last week scrapping for his life in a relegation fight. But yeah, he did did well, Chris. Well done.
0: Give Chris a little pat on the back. Well done for remembering to do your team this week as well. Yeah, yeah. All right, that's all we've got time for today. Follow us if you want on x at Chelsea and Instagram at Chelsea. Repeat. I'll let Graham Lasseau do the outro today. I hope you're carefree, wherever you may be. Thanks for listening.